Six Pack Chats, episode seven. Let's get it. Seven. Seven pack. Dude, we got through a complete six pack. Cheers to us. And I only got drunk once. (laughs) We might have to go back and listen to prove that. Obviously, we have to start out with the most important question. What you sipping on? Well, today I went with some Sierra Nevada, a hazy little thing. Nice. You know what I'm going with? The old standby. Stella Artois. Just doesn't do me wrong, dude. You you and your Stella's. I know. Unless I give you a hangover. <laughs> if it does, I don't mind it. The good with the bad, right? The gift and the curse. I was hanging out with a friend. Well, we went and played some pickleball with some friends. And then went over to their house to eat some pizza on their back porch. And he drinks just cider beer now oh and he was like i and he was like for some reason he's like i would wake up and feel just amazing after drinking cider beer so he's like that's mm. all i drink now and what i'm wondering is like we're like is it some of the gluten he's like i don't think so because he's like i eat the shit out of pizza <laughs> but it's some with the beer to me that just sounds way too sugary you would think right yeah like it would just give me major gut rot I don't know if you're hearing it, but I have my internet pumped through because there's a, there's this high-pitched squeal. But So I want to play this song for you. Knowing you, you probably already know who this cat is, but I'm going to break the rules here. We're going to play a song off of YouTube. I just found this guy. So have you heard of Jelly Roll? It sounds really familiar. Okay, so on the 12th, he released a freestyle over the Takashi 69. Um, Nicki Minaj, Trolls Beat, their song, you, mm-hmm. you've heard that one. It came out. It's like number one. It was a big hit for him and Nicki Minaj. If you haven't seen that video, dude, watch it. This guy's kind of just like a, a chubbier version of... Um, like uh, Post Malone. Post, yeah, exactly. Chubbier version of Post Malone. He's Southern, got the face tattoos. He's like... Uh, there's There's a few of these Southern type rappers, you know, where they look like they're going to be super rednecky, but they're about that hip hop. So I'm going to play you this two minute freestyle and then I'll, I'll turn off, but I want to get your reaction to this song. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just two minutes long. Check this out. So the hatin's high The world been waiting on me Like the PlayStation 5 But don't get the shit confused I still fuck with the Xbox Everything's on point Like a Glock with a red dot And I'm going for the kill It's nothing but headshots It's some free game, baby Listen, this my TED Talk ha! I can't help it Look, I'm so focused The world's fast But I see the shit in slow motion I spit real and need a big deal Like Joe Rogan Talk about me Fuck around and get your nose broken I need a sober October My fat ass will put in work And me and Burke can have a drinking contest November 1st, Nate Diaz of the rap game, give me a check. Double champ like DC and the trilogy's neck. The Brahma Bull told me be the hardest worker in the room. Been a bad motherfucker since I busted out the wound. Mad flavors like Joey, what's happening now? Took a break from freestyle and now I'm back for the crown. Kelly Slater on my way, baby, this my own style. Nashville, Tennessee, baby, that's my hometown. They dropped this beat, now it's a whole murder. Stop glorifying rats, baby. 
I told these motherfuckers try to get their shit right. I'm back, bitch. They fed the gremlin after midnight. Told him, motherfucker. We got a new album coming soon, y'all. <laughs> Dude, how great is that song? How great is that song? Part of me, I enjoy it. I, but I kind of think it's funny. Like, I think the lyrics are good, but sometimes I think it, it's like a. He sounds like he might be joking. <laughs> well, right. You know, like, like he's like, this is my parody rap or something. I will, I, I will probably actually go kind of listen to a few of his songs just to kind of... You should. You know, you got me interested. You should. You got me interested. Dude, how many references to Joe Rogan in that thing, right? Right. He shouts out Joe Rogan, Burt Kreischer, Sober October, Kelly Slater, uh, Uncle Joey, all that. He must be woke. Dude, he, he is obviously a bro Rogan all day. But speaking of that, so we mentioned Joe Rogan quite a bit right and I, dude i'm and you could totally get a southern twang in there you know yeah that's the thing man so there was a guy called haystack do you remember haystack he was like from nashville back in the day i'm gonna look him up yeah look up haystack that is probably one of the best rap names ever heard in my life so this humongous white rapper back in the day and one time i met him and we were hanging out and he has a song called um, car full of white and i was like i go yo so like you play that in every club and he's like nah man we're kind of picky and choosy about where we play that one because as you can imagine down south and obviously the dude's a straight up hip-hop rapper you know haystack yeah but you could be like a kkk hip-hop rapper yeah, that's true. That's true. He definitely wasn't. He wasn't. Right. But but I don't think he wanted anybody to get that impression, so he didn't play that song. He also has a song called Big Ass White Boy that dropped in 2005. He has a Bonnie and Clyde version. Oh, funny. When you Google him, it also says people also search Jelly Roll. See? What did I... Dude, I'm telling you, I didn't play in that. Also, also little Bubba Sparks. Yeah. So, Haystack walked so that Bubba Sparks could jog so that Jelly Roll could run. You know what I'm saying? It's the evolution. Yeah, but wh- where does Little White come into all this? No, nah, Little White, nah. What, what was Bubba Sparks' big song? Oh, he had a couple of big songs. Dude, he had one really good one uh, that I remember. Deliverance. Yeah. You know what we should do? Remember how we did the... um, the uh, Mount Rushmore rap. We might have to do the uh, white dudes Mount Rushmore of rap. If we could come up with four names, I don't know if we could come up. We just came up with Bubba Sparks, Haystack, Eminem, and and Jelly Roll. I think I put Snow up there somewhere. <laughs> Informer. Informer. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, what about Vanilla Ice, bro? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a real rapper, though. He was a gimmick. Yeah, oh, 100%. But he did put out a rap album 
Was it a rap album or did he come out with like a hardcore like white supremacist album? He, dude, he really he got into that rap rock shit. But even when he was touring with the rap rock stuff, kind of like that kid rock kind of um, Limp Biscuit stuff, you know what he would still do? Kind of like Linkin Park-esque. Yes, but he would yeah. do an Ice Ice Baby version of, you know, that sounded like Linkin Park. Right. That, that makes me believe you're just kind of... Either one you sold out at one point in your life or you're selling out now. Riding that ice ice baby till the wheels fell off. You know what I mean? Right, right. He wrote he wrote that all the way to VH1 reality mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. Which now it's a whole different ball game for him, right? I mean, now he's the TV guy. He's on TV? Well, yeah, those reality shows. He does like a oh, right. DIY makeover shows or something. Bravo or something? I forget even what it's called. Yeah. There's- too many channels. It's like Bravo 8. Real quick, back to Joe Rogan. Rough week in the Joe Rogan universe. Have you been paying attention to all this stuff? Um, Slightly, yes, kind of. Okay. Some comments he made, or like he laughed at some comments someone made like seven years yeah. ago. Right. Okay, so right. there's the one with Joey Diaz, who evidently was essentially um, making female comics. The... I don't even know that clip as much, but people are definitely mad because he was saying he would make female comics, you know, hook him up or whatever, hook up with him so that they could get time, shit like that, okay? Awful. I don't exactly know, so I can't talk about that clip. But what I have seen is, have you seen that clip of Joe Rogan saying the N-word? It's like a 90-second clip of him saying it over and over in different conversations. Uh uh-uh. yeah, dude. No. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. In how not far cool. back does that date? Um, I mean, you can't tell. It's all from his podcast, right? So that's inside the last five years. Okay, how long has he been doing it? And you also don't know because well, and so you're saying this is like somebody took all these and clipped them together? Yes. So I don't yes. know the context of right, right, X conversation right. or who he's even talking to in that conversation. Right. Right. Okay. So you don't know. So it is a super cut. But st- here's what I'll say. And I know he's Joe Rogan, so he doesn't care. That's what's great about podcasting because he doesn't have a boss. And as long as he's still getting downloads, he can mm-hmm. still sell his own, you know, pills and, and on it stuff. And he can still sell his, you know kettlebells and he'll be fine and he's a good dude too don't get me wrong just because there's a bunch of clips now i never use the word that's a no-go for me but he's you know it's just risky these days with twitter and the cancel culture um Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see same thing with stern you saw the stuff with stern right no right where they pulled up a bunch of clips i'm just glad i mean like all this type of social media wasn't around like, Oh dude, 35 years ago. I mean, I would have canceled myself. You know what I mean? Oh, right. I, it would have been so bad, dude. I'm glad I'm telling you, I am too. I can't imagine what I would have been like on social media. The first time I got dumped by a girl at like 13. Yeah, I would have been crying and cussing. I would have had playlists. One would be an angry playlist. It'd be me doing TikToks of Jodeci songs crying while doing dumb. I mean, you know? 
That is hilarious. Mm. You'd find a K-pop army and get you some sad songs. Seriously. So I don't know, man. It's a weird deal. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I like Joe Rogan's odds much better, to be honest with you, than Howard's odds at this point. It's like anything else, though, in this world society nowadays. Give it like 15 minutes and someone else is going to say something really stupid and you'll forget about it. Right. You have like news, like somebody put a noose into a black driver's NASCAR, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit bigger. I really struggle with trying to judge artists work from 20 years ago based on today's morals. Right. And in 20 years, you can have a lot of personal growth, which is Howard's whole angle. Your viewpoint in life can change. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, like, Talking about Joe Rogan, he had like a black that the black jazz musician on who's like responsible for turning two hundred KKK guys like like good, you know, like they're yeah. no longer in the KKK. It's like well, yeah. yeah, things can happen, things can change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to have patience with it. Nothing's going to change overnight. You just got to be patient with it. And here's what I'll say about Joe Rogan: I don't think anybody that listens to because you know. He's got 1,500 episodes out there, and they're each two hours long. That's 3,000 hours of him talking. I don't think anybody could listen to any significant amount of him talking and think that that dude is a racist. You know what I mean? He's a comedian. He gives everybody he gives everybody a chance and everybody a mm-hmm, shot. Mm-hmm. It's just weird because he's got his fans, and then this stuff gets out there, and all of a sudden, he's dealing with you know, the greater populace has, has uh, John Jones threatened him yet? No, but what was John Jones? He was, John Jones was in the um, news because he's trying to fight Tyson. <laughs> right. He said he'd box him, right? He said, I'll box you for real. If you'll get in the octagon for real against me. I mean, that could pull a lot of money, man. I still take John Jones in both of those. He's so much younger. Uh, but have you seen like recent videos of like Tyson doing like, he's like fit now and doing like boxing workouts. He, I mean, he scares the crap out of me, but let's still remember the list of people that knocked Tyson out. I mean, I still take John Jones in both of those fights. I don't know, man. I mean, with, with his power, I'd say in, MMA, hell yeah, I'll take John Jones. But in the boxing ring, like Tyson catches him right on one of those powerful uppercuts. So scary, man. You know, like. I definitely buy that MMA. I'll tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, totally. What's Mac on oh. uh, Mike Tyson's punch out when he does his uppercut? Yes. That'd be Tyson versus Jones. But how tall is John Jones? Oh, he has to be at least 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, that which is going to be a problem for Tyson, right? I don't know. It's like how hard of a punch can Jones throw and how, because Tyson's short and compact and just powerful. Right. So he could just like a rhino and shrug off that punch and just uppercut the motherfucker. You remember when Tyson had those little tiny dreads Yeah, that he was using those because he was shorter than most of the guys he was fighting. He was using those and like headbutting people and trying to poke their eyes with those. And it's probably like soft on his forehead, you know? Yeah. You ever see the video of him like in Dana White on a plane? No. He's like, you're in my seat. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's like, "Get the fuck out of my scene!" He's like, "Yes, sir, sorry." <laughs> I mean, dude, he bit somebody's ear, ear off <laughs> in front of, and not just once. He bit him once. They kept fighting, and he goes back for a second round. I mean, the dude said he'd eat babies. I mean, shit. You're right. There are so many scary videos out there of Mike Tyson. Okay, now here's the so we were just literally talking about like people like growth and changing. Mike, take Mike Tyson for example. That dude has come a long way. Okay, one hundred percent. And I bet a lot of therapy went into it, but that dude has come a long way. You are so right, and I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody with more personal growth. Oh yeah, than Mike Tyson, from what we can tell from the outside, right? And like with humility, you know. Yeah, because he'll still go on a podcast, dude, these days and cry. He knows he's fucked up a bunch in life. Have you seen the video where he's yelling at the reporter, and he's he's up there and he's just yelling, and he's I'd probably leave. Oh, 100%, man. And he's he's calling him scared, and he's like, you little bitch. And he's like, he essentially yep. says, I'll rape you until you love me. I was like, is <laughs> that possible? Because uh, I'm scared. That, that is some deep psychopathic shit right there. Like, I mean, that that's like making someone scared. go through a syndrome. <laughs> yes. You want to talk about lots of therapy. I'll bet that reporter right. just spend a ton of money on therapy after I that. Probably just, I, I probably would have just got up and walked out right as he started berating me. Like, oh, sorry. Like, that is so scary. I'm going to go cover horse racing now. <laughs> you know why I'd cover horse racing? Because I could beat up a jockey. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good reason. Because a jockey could threaten you and you're like, yeah, good luck. Yeah, I'm the Tyson in that situation. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say, uh, because I could beat up a horse. <laughs> no, hell no, that thing would pump me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know that. I think I would take uh, the horse over you and John Jones over Tyson if we're gambling. Uh, well, I mean, what's the money line on those? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it happens. Okay, on to beer news real quick. I saw this article in uh, Westworld uh, because we love talking about beer names. Right. There's an article in Westworld that talks about pandemic beer names that won't leave a bad taste in your mouth. There's one called I Miss Loud Tap Rooms. Um, there's one called Quarantiquing. I saw one called like someone posted of it and said like covid Oh, wow. Right. Quarantiki, a beer designed to taste like the popular rum-based tropical cocktail, the Bahama Mama, a beer mead hybrid. That's crazy. Collaboration. That's wild. It's called Fuck COVID, but it's a, the V goes for the U and then the V for COVID, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a big V and it says, fuck COVID. I know, which is, I get it. A lot of people are feeling that way. Um, I do love a good beer name. So that's why I don't know why I always keep going back to Stella Artois. I mean, that's just a classy good beer mm, name, right? Mm, mm. Like when you think about that, like I think of like a beautiful Belgian woman serving right. beer. A curvaceous, know? a curvaceous glass, right? 
the perfect pour and everything. Before this, you had uh, hitting practice with the kids. Mm-hmm. Which made me think of this one for you. See what you think about this. So um, my middle daughter was seven, started softball last season. Um, she hadn't played before, so we were working on her swing. She was struggling to figure out if she was going to hit from right or left side of the plate. Let's hit from both. That's great, right? I so mean, one night, switch. yeah, I think she should. Get her started early. Yeah. So one night, I'm having a few Stellas and we're out in the backyard and she's using a wiffle ball, right? Just to get, you know, that action of swinging and I can pitch it to her because I didn't want her hitting off a tee. Just form, motion. Yes, all of that. Eye on the ball. Watch the ball hit the bat. All of that fun stuff. And she goes, hey, dad, how about you hit one or two? I go, okay, (laughs) that sounds great. Did she strike you out? She gives me the bat and... I nail one, dude, drill it over the fence. I send it flying. And she thought that was awesome. She what, what kind it. of bat flip did you do? Oh, it was great. Between the legs, over the head, <laughs> you know. Um, and she was like, oh, dad, do it again. Do it again. I'm like, all right, cool. Serve one up. So she's not a pitcher. No, she is not a pitcher. Because she enjoyed me hitting it out of the yard <laughs> so much. Think about her out there, like, serving them up like that in game. Like, oh, look at that one go. Way to go. Good job. Nice hit. Oh, that one even further. She's, like, the friendliest, most sportsmanlike player ever. Oh, good job. Um, So she goes, all right, Dad, uh, do that again. That was awesome. Serves me up another one. Dude, I don't get enough air on it. I line drive it right back into her gut. I mean (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> you know what it's like, dude, yeah, when yeah, you hit great. one of those yeah. wiffle balls and it just like, <laughs> I can just picture it in my head. Oh my God. Did she say I quit softball? <laughs> she didn't, but the horror on my face and like she dropped to her knees because <laughs> you get hit in the stomach like that. Did, 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 did she it, act like fat Amy got hit by a burrito? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh, and like, you've never seen Picked Perfect? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, funny, funny movie. Dude. Did she do all drama? Like, oh, my God, I'm bleeding. Oh, she, she dropped and immediately just started bawling and crying. I had never, it, it's been a while since I felt that bad. And then you're like, hey, hey, it's a wiffle ball. Doesn't hurt that much. But here's just, the thing. It wasn't even one of those wiffle balls with the holes in it. It was oh. like one of those solid ones. Oh, like a plastic you know? ball. Yeah. Was yeah. Plastic, just right back. T- and she wasn't standing that far away. You know. <laughs> You're like, did you see that? You see my form? You see how I nice and cut well, through that ball? What I was like, I was like, you got to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't like, just stand I- there and watch. After you pitch, you got to get into fielding position. Yeah. Every pitcher knows this. Yeah. So I felt, man, I still feel bad about that. That was over a year ago, and it still shakes me. Just when you said batting practice, I'm like, oh, God, I'm such a. Well, so we luckily tonight we did just T work and then machine work. Yeah. We didn't actually do any live pitching, but. We have games the next two nights, and they got to do live pitching. And we got our asses worked the last two games. So. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. We made them do – we had an 8.30 Saturday morning practice for three hours. 
We were not happy. Now, how many of these kids, what do you got, 12 on the team? 13. How because many of these kids? One, one of our like best pitchers broke his thumb. No. Doing what? At the skate park. Right. That, it's, you're in season. Come on. Contract says no skateboards or motorcycles. That's why Patrick Mahomes got busted for playing basketball. Right. Didn't Zach Grinky also tear his ACL playing basketball? Well, one of my favorite stories is who was the pitcher in the World Series that couldn't start because he spent too much time playing Guitar Hero? Is that Trevor Bauer? <laughs> Maybe. Can you imagine? He's a, he's a weirdo like that. Come up with a better excuse. I played too much Guitar Hero. I can't pitch in the World Series. Maybe the only other alternative was him just binge drinking. I would rather admit that in public, obviously. <laughs> Look at the podcast I do. At least you'd fall asleep and wake up and have to go pitch the next day. But, okay, so you got 13 kids. They're like eight years old, nine years old. What are they? 10 and 11. 10 and 11. And you're yeah. like, you guys, we got beat. We're doing a super early practice. How many of those kids really get it? And understand, oh, we're being punished, we're trying to get better, all that stuff. Like, how many kids do you think it really hits home for? Oh, I think they all get it. Now, do I think they all care? <laughs> That's like two different things, right? Right. They do care, and they get, I mean, they get it. I mean, they've been trying hard the last few okay. practices, I'll say That's that. That's good. It's just, they can bring it to the yeah. game. And it's like the last couple of games, it's just the little, little detail things you have to do, the simple things we couldn't do. I just don't know if they get it like, you know, you're a bunch of lollygaggers. And, and it's kind of weird because, like, we get after them, and then it's like, guys, look, baseball is a really hard sport. It's like, like it's ever who's, like, the best at failing. <laughs> you know, it's like you you fail and you can make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the only sport where it's like you're made yeah. to fail. A 30% batting average is amazing. Right. And so we, we constantly. Well, our problem is like we get down on ourselves after like a bad play and then like it'll trickle down, you know, like, oh, then he gets down. We constantly play, like preach, like, guys, forget that. Like, who cares? Like, that's in the past. Like, we can't, we can't help it. Right. It's gone. Like, what are we going to do now? So some games will bounce back, but I think the last few practices, they seem like they're more focused. My eight-year-old has been playing softball. And she's on a bit of a hitting streak. And I'm telling you, man, nice. it should not get me as hyped up as it does because they never get an out. The only way they get out is if somebody strikes out. You know what I mean? Like very rarely right. do they make a play in the infield. Nobody's at, yeah, the ball play. If you put the ball in play, you're golden. You're a kid pitch? No. So they're doing machine pitch right now. And okay. If you can get it past the second baseman, that's a triple. Oh, yeah. Like, when you do machine pitch, if you have a legit second or shortstop who could, like, actually get a ball and throw, you're winning well, games. But you also have somebody to catch it. Oh, true. Now, that's what I'm saying. So, she was playing catcher or pitcher, which is weird because there's the umpire right there and the, um, you know, the pitching machine, the machine and the coach yeah. and all that. Uh, and they had the bases full and she was, she got it, threw it to the catcher and the catcher caught it, bro. It was like, it was 2015 and the Royals had just beat the A's. <laughs> I was way too hyped up about it. You know? Oh, dude. I remember like, 
I remember machine pitch days, like, cause I, like at that point it's like, everybody's using the same machine. So it's like a fair game, you know, like can't just bring your ace pitcher in who throws right. 62 at like fifth grade and just unfair, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But like, well, it's like, I mean, so we're playing, so our boys are going into fourth and fifth grades, so like 10 and 11. And so this is like our third season, fourth season almost of kid pitch. Nice. So it's like interesting because like kids have started forming like their kind of like pitching style, yeah. you know, like we we constantly teach, like come over the top, you know, you need to have the same arm angle, like same slot. We have like kids that kind of come like more sidearm. It's just how they do it. And just weird, you know, and, and it's funny because now their hands are starting to get bigger. So now we're like talking to them about like pitches, like, oh, do this for a change up or do like a switch it up to try to get more spin on it this way. Nice. You know? Do you have pitch counts? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's like 70 or something. Wow. It's actually, I think 60 or something, but we try to limit it on our team to like 40 just because we don't overwork it. And then kind of, we don't care, like try to get people practice or if we have a tournament. Can... How competitive are, are you guys? I mean, we're in like the most competitive league in our, mm. in or like in our whatever. So divi- we're mo- most competitive division in like the league Very or nice. like the area we're playing. But it also depends on like, if you have like tournaments you're playing in that week, like you can only pick pitchers. They have like limits of like, you can only throw X amount of pitches or innings to be able to pitch the next day. Mm. If you exceed a number, you have to, you have to sit from pitching X amount of days. Like, I mean, they're serious about it. You know, they don't want you to just go out there throwing a kid all day, all the time. Right. For the kids. I mean, dude, you know what it costs to have a Tommy John surgery on an 11 year old. You do not want to pay for that. Oh, right. Oh, so let me ask you this. What's the difference between being a good, engaged, excited, encouraging parent and a parent that's living through their kids. Uh, oh, dude. Um, well, a little background here. I've witnessed my father-in-law almost get into fistfights during third grade basketball games. Oh, Oh yeah, like and I I've witnessed like some crazy competitive parents, crazy competitive situations. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I tried to push like my kids are like I only help with a baseball team, but or basketball, but like try to push them to be the best they can, you know. But I also try to teach them sportsmanship and. I don't know. I mean, I'm really competitive, so I mean, I'll get fired up in situations. Yes. But but recently, I've kind of calmed down mm-hmm. from that. Like, I've kind of been like, all right, look, it, they're like young kids. But I mean, I still get pumped up. I can't lie. Especially like, especially like if the ump is just or like the referee or like what like is just blatantly calling wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll ride a, re- like in basketball, I'll ride a referee all day long. <laughs> oh, will you? 
I try to get teed up sometimes and they won't do it. My kid loves to talk about when you and I coach soccer together and how you would drop to your knees and throw your hat on, bang your hat on the ground. Just like, what are you doing? Well, I threw my hat during basketball. (laughs) Cause like they'd make the blood, like they'd be like, Oh, there's my girl. Hey, go over there and score real quick. It's like, what? Yeah. But no, but we, our teams were good. We actually won stuff. We were good. We, but how much do you think, especially under 10, how much do you think coaching matters? A lot. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I think rep, repetition is what's key at a young age. Like, I think if we would have just sat there and done like layup after layup after layup after layup, they would have been really, really fucking good at layups. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and like the only reason I say that is because like watching my kids like play club soccer for like three years straight. So starting at like whatever, like eight or something. And they started literally from eight until like until now, like the same exact skills, just constantly repping, 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 repping. Now, like they got it good enough, like, they don't need to practice those anymore. Like they can talk about like situations and here's how you do this because they just constantly rep, 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 you know, like the skills. You're right there uh, because my kids, okay. So like my middle kid will play softball. She'll practice for an hour a week and then play for an hour a week. She's not getting enough reps in. Right. But I mean, I, I'd say like a, you know, Six, seven, eight. I mean, you don't need like a ton. Well, the other problem is in that hour, when you're dealing with six, seven, and eight-year-olds, you're trying to teach them the whole game, let alone keep their interest, right? Quit picking your nose. Quit picking flowers. The kids, do you know, like, well, just like baseball boys, right? Like boys that play baseball and stuff. If they really want to get good at batting stuff, they'll sit there. They'll get a tee out. They'll get just a net, you know, and just or like you can put girls can get tea out, right. put a net down and just constantly just work on your swing, work on your form, work on your swing. It's like we tell yes. our boys, like they don't like hitting off tees, right? Like well, let's do, if we can do machine, let's do machine or do pitch to us, you know? We're like, you don't understand pros literally still hit 200 balls off the tee a day. Like for like their form, wow. like they, sit there and just constantly just work on their form. And I don't know, man, if it's because I have three daughters and I hate to say that. I don't know if it's iPads. I don't know if it's my parenting and where my attention is. But like my dad and I just used to go outside and play catch for what seemed like hours on end. We would just go out there, dude, and play catch and shoot the breeze and talk. And now looking back, I think that was probably a good way for him to find out what was going on with me. Because we just sit there and talk for half hour or whatever, 45 minutes while we played. We don't do that. My kids don't do that. I did with my middle kid yesterday, but she was good for like eight and a half minutes. Well, at least you got eight and a half. I remember like, Mm -hmm. like you're saying, I remember I always go to my like best friend's house growing up. Right. And it's funny because his dad was a psychiatrist, but we would play dollar balls. And he would, he was a big ass dude, right? And he would just sit there and throw baseball as high as he could. 
and call out one of our names, and if we can catch it, right, we get a dollar. Or he'd say like ten dollars, right? Wow. And we oh well, he my tab was up to like one point two million dollars by the time I was like eighth grade, right? Oh, like, okay. But like anytime you wanted to, <laughs> I'm a right, cash we, anytime you want to go outside like and do it, we'd be like, Yeah, we'll go play with you, you know? Because I mean like back then we had like Nintendo sixty four, like we had video games, but we'd be like, Yeah, we'll go outside. And maybe it was his way of like picking our brain because he was a psychiatrist and stuff. But he knew that anything mm-hmm. sports wise, me and my best friend, we were going to do like he like in their backyard. He built like we helped him build like a three point actual three point line in the backyard for a court. We, but we'd sit out there all nice. like all like we'd sit out there midnight just playing basketball. And they didn't care. They're like, well, this is what we built it for. Man, I remember when I was a kid, I would shovel my driveway so that I could put up shots. Right. By myself. You know, and, and, and again, I don't know if it's just my kids. I don't know if it's daughters. I don't know if it's social media, not that they're on social media, but whatever it is, YouTube kids and Roblox and whatever they're doing all the time. My son will, he'll, he'll go by himself. Like, like, all right, I'm going to go up to the school and put the basketball and just shoot baskets. He'll do that. Or I'll even be like. I would be like, it. go put your just your eye, AirPods in and go up to the school or shoot baskets or work on soccer. You know, I'm like, he'll go do stuff like that. Or, I mean, he'll go, I'm like, I'm going to go see if, like, the friends down the street want to go ride bikes. Like, we make. We do not oh, do enough wow, of shit. that. We make our kids. Yeah, like, we'll be like, nope, get out of the house. Like, <laughs> like, go see if any of your friends in the neighborhood are around. If not, Go figure something out outside. Do you do the come home when the lights come on, the street lights? Like if your friends are home, they can go outside and ride. Like a lot of times, if they're home, like their their parents are like, yeah, go ride your bike up to the park. And so like then they'll go to the park. You yeah. Know? My last question is: seems like when we were kids and I was playing in them little leagues, we would have sponsors like the local pizza joint, right. the local grocery store. Do people not do that anymore? Is that not a thing? Oh, not so much. Like there are, sponsors, it should be right. There, there are sponsors that put signs up in the outfield or along the fence line, like the fences. And stuff. Yeah. But right. Yeah. Like, but Jersey wise, like, like, like Barry's bail bondsman and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like very appropriate, yeah. which is weird because like a lot of, like men's softball teams go get sponsored by like bars and shit. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, why couldn't you get a local pizza joint pizza shop or whatever it is to sponsor your kid and then go after every game, we'll give their family a coupon for buy one, get one free pizzas or whatever it is. Twisters or snow cones. Maybe I'm going to sponsor my son's baseball team. And then the Jersey will be just a big fucking picture of me. I mean, it is expensive. Like, what's competitive soccer cost you a year? Dude, this year, it's new kits. So mm-hmm. every two years, their new kit comes out for each club, right? Yeah. And so my daughter's playing for a new club this year. My son's still on the same team. So, I mean, we have to buy two sets of bra- – like, so you have two – like, if you're home, you have a home and away, like, set. So we have to buy – two sets of each. So it's going to be like 400 bucks. Oh, but like just for the uniforms. Right. But those last you for like two years. 
but what's the season and coaching and all? Oh, what's the like league? Oh, you have, it's like a hundred bucks a month for coaching, but like God. you have like two to three practices a week, or you can even like my like technically they can go to like. 10 practices, like you can just drop them off and leave them at the facility and say, Hey, go to all the practices you want. You know, I mean, if I'm paying that much, somebody was saying it was 1200 for uh third grade competitive soccer. Well, I'd say, yeah, sure. For the year. God. I mean, depends like clubs and what like facility wise, but I mean, but you can also think of it like, my kids, like where they, like where my son plays now, like it's all everything to do is indoor and it's literally open from eight in the morning to like 11 at night. In like, if you're part of the club, you can go there whenever you want. Like, we'll go use it to the max we can, you know? Like, that's smart. Yeah. And it's like, all right, if we're paying for this, we might as well go use it. I don't know, man. I'm, that's why I'm staying in this rec division. And that's why I'm still looking for a sponsor. <laughs> to look maybe, a sponsor. maybe the podcast will uh, sponsor. Can you six pack chats uh, sponsor a kid? I mean, I'm cool with that. As, but we we got to sell it as member to do those crunches, kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hey, dads, hey, hey dads, we got beers over here. <laughs> yeah, different six pack for the dads. Right. Totally. Like also. We, yeah. our other station is a workout station for the moms. Yes. No offense, moms, but, uh, you ain't working with a six pack. You can have some truly's with us afterwards though. <laughs> it always goes south on me, bro. Three is my limit. Two and a half seems to be my limit because I really drop off. I, I, I just finished my third. Good job. Me, me, but me you too. know what? I got nine more in the refrigerator. <laughs> I'm going to let you get them. I'm going to, I don't know. You know what? This was my last Stella. So I'm going to have to go try to sweet talk my wife into hitting the store. Or see what I can dig up in the bottom of the barrel. You know what I mean? Cut open that box of wine we've been working on. I'm losing you. Dude, another good one. Good luck to your boys. Keep on coaching. Keep on doing your thing. Check out Jelly Roll. Uh, tell your son what. Do do. It. Have you ever played? Uh, what was it called? Slap like slap a box. Slap the box. It's like uh, Franzia, and you chug it, and you slap the fucking bag or slap bag. You just slap it. There's no like game game. Yeah, you, you take. No, it's like you take the bag of the Franzia box and you chug it, and you get done like as much as you can. And when you're done, you just slap it and then you pass it to someone else. <laughs> There's no winning. Everybody loses. Well, everybody wins because you get to chug wine and slap a bag. <laughs> That's uh, episode. It's a win-win, right? It's episode uh, seven, Six Pack Chats. Spell it out on Twitter, Six Pack Chats. That was a good one, dude. I love having beers. I love having a chat. Thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers, man.